When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okie dokie. Okie dokie karaoke. Is this a main episode of The Hive? <laughs> when does it come out? Are we recording? We're recording an episode of The Creep Dive. The high, the Creep Dive it is. I've had a long day. I have a heavy, heavy period. That's so interesting. I'm on a real kind of weird tail end that won't fuck off. Because of the vaccines. It's like, do you remember Don't when we went we from Trump to Biden there. and it was just uh, kind of long and it was like a brain discharge. And, no one- <laughs> and then we finally got a new president. <laughs> I can't deal with this. How are you Why supposed to just live your color? goddamn life? Like this, just bleeding like this. constantly. This is it. Like with this heavy eyelids, you know, irresponsible driving. Oh, God. Just unpleasantness. I think what we should do is, you know, like The Purge, the movie, where they have that 24-hour period every year. Mm-hmm. Well, that should just be our period every month. should be The Purge for women. Or, sorry, people who menstruate. And we should get to do a purge where, you know, anything goes. I to- There would be nothing- no cis men left on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> it would and go one month. Well, and we just need one stinks. tethered to just a radiator leave, yeah, somewhere. Leave one behind. <laughs> 
the sperm banks there's probably enough to go around for a while there's loads they are jipping it out left right and centre you can't there's too many you'd find it everywhere the yeah. banks are like we've had enough it's like when the you know the uh, second hand clothes store or sorry the charity shops are like enough please enough please people are think? just leaving black bags of cum outside <laughs> outside all the centres humanity is towels. saved just jizzing across the window do you think if you had a towel full of jizz and you kept it in an ambient room temperature it's the perfect 37.5 degrees would that keep them going could that keep them alive you don't have yeah. to freeze at all you could just keep them uh, yes but your of... babies are born incredibly dehydrated <laughs> just thirsty little motherfuckers I mean uh, I'm I haven't had a non-brown too. liquid this day so far I was gonna you didn't have a little backpack full of Diet Cokes with you I only <gasps> have the one oh, no. I'm oh. so sorry oh there's a glass okay. I can take a little snifter in a glass you absolutely can a soup song anyway this is the creep dive if any of that remains in cool at will yes that's She's what they want very loose. Okay, we, got, we did the live uh, show it was amazing thank you for the people that came it was brilliant fun and then I did a little survey after Okay. Interesting. Right. So I asked a number of people. Okay. So this is just a oh, peer to peer survey, was it? Peer to peer survey. Were you trying to start an MLM? <laughs> uh, what's an MLM? Multi level marketing, marketing campaign. I might have been. I had <laughs> okay. a. I I asked a few people. Right. What's the story? What do you think about the chit chat at the start? Do we ax it? What's the crack? Interesting. Now, granted, it was not a fair survey because everybody there had bought tickets to a show, therefore probably enjoyed it. Yeah. Mm. And they said they enjoyed it. Please keep it in. But it's in. It's there. It's happening right now. Bad period. I see. 16,000 people are going to hear about your period. (laughs) Who cares? There's a good chance 8,000 people are blobbing away themselves. We care. We do care about them. I'd say there's a good chance 15,590 are blobbing away themselves. (laughs) How how the fuck are we supposed to deal with this? And why does it happen all the the fucking time? I don't like blob. It's enough, really not like, fair that it happens every single month. What about womb tears? Instead of blob, I'm just oh, enough, womb I'm tears. floating different womb ideas. Tears. What about um, the conjure the, uh, the after? What about something bl- womb with a few tears? <laughs> <laughs> what about? Texas Womb Saw Massacre. Oh, nice. Okay. I'm hearing your brain is working hard over there. The purge. Yeah. Go back to the purge. The purge, the purge yeah. is perfect. I, I think we need a food gravy related mm. thing. Bovril. Uh, Bovril. <laughs> That's come up already <laughs> today, guys. Already? We spent three hours talking about yesterday from Mother of Pot. I know. I, I listened. Oh, sorry. That's what I mean. Can you listen to our episode of Mother of Pot? I'm so touched. I didn't no, take that guys, out. Should I have? No, it's a, it's, it's a standards thing. And look, they've been on the floor for a while, but I've let them go under the radar. <laughs> been very busy. <laughs> you're back in. in no notes back in no no feedback it's pointless you're not going to listen well I'd be interested that's not fair we, I know it's fair we good. listen to feedback we, that way we listen to the person who said stop the shit talk at the start I'm sorry it's happening now and do an intro we're going to cut this aren't we no okay. no this is quality this is, how many people did you survey more more than one and less than three. <laughs> science. <laughs> That's for statistically science. significant. Two people want it. It's common. Anyway, here you are. Welcome to The Creep Dive. Should this be your first episode? This is a podcast where we talk about things that are strange and unusual. Sometimes they're murder. Sometimes they're missing people. You could be drowning in a lake of... 
tears flossom. you could be a lost individual and on some case you know maybe maybe one day we'll talk about something and, and something it'll will be come you. right it'll jog your memory exactly. and you'll be like that's that's what, funny you mentioned what, it. Repressing. what you're exactly. saying there is maybe someday you'll be triggered exactly. <laughs> for the better we do talk about loads of dark things over here and it's not all right I saw this uh, thread on Twitter hold on just pause a second you're Geno DWIER that's Sophie Voice Talent bestselling author right over there and I think I we Cassie should start did. from the beginning again what are you talking about no, just, that whole thing's made me sweat like what? in a big way frantic conversation it's I just, just have to one chaotic more chaotic intro before we go on would anybody like to eat on mic or talk over each other just bring it back to the good old days that's Cassie dead pantalini there I remember getting like literally getting Chinese and eating it while we recorded Mother Pod and somebody giving out to me naturally I'm sorry sorry that your free podcast is annoying you as you moved away from the mic with a chicken ball in your mouth welcome to Mother of Pod it's incredibly professional way Jen and I eat while podcasting oh. is to be like and be like it's claggy don't you ever find Michelle is real claggy it's the MSG and then I'd kind of then I'd go I'd place a skip on my tongue and wait for it to dissolve like the body of Christ and I'd just be over here it would just be going a skip is surprisingly loud. It fizzes it does quite fizz. loudly. Why, I wonder? It's because the puffed air is it obviously it's it's what it's baked the tiny right. voice of Christ. <laughs> no. Thou shalt not eat shellfish. It, well, it's kind of hissing, so it's more like a hate you. I hate died for your sins. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know I wrote a column for Easter this year that the Sunday and they just tell me to fuck off with. Oh, really? Yeah. I I thought it was great fun. I should do it as a... You should I do should a dramatic do, reading for a, the hive. A dramatic yes. reading for the hive. I will. Tune yes. in on the hive. I've always been like, damn, I liked that column. No, it won't go to waste. Okay, tune Christ in on hates waste. Join our, join our patron and you will hear a dramatic reading of the... Column. I did get a kill the unsealed fee. They're very, they're gentle. The un- unsealed my, column. The unsealed column of Sophie White. That actually, I that I'd pay for. <laughs> get into the patron. Should you wish to hear more of this? <laughs> Maybe we should plug it at the end. We will. We'll see how this goes. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the quick if dive. you enjoy what's coming and not current, <laughs> consider giving us your money. People often prefer cu- coming to current. However. Coming is better than currents. Let's go. I think we should restart. This We're not is restarting. The it's the height of here entertainment. Here is the creep of the week too. And here it is. It's not who you think it might be because it's the other person. Oh, it's so, uh, a zoo. <laughs> As if you're following that train of thought. <laughs> oh. Well, I'm wondering because it could be one of several. There's so many. Oh, inter- you've gone that way. Not the one, not the other one. The other guy. Oh, interesting, Jen. Do tell us more. We're in Germany. Okay. Okay. We're in a zoo. Okay. We are banning an individual from the zoo. Okay. Her name is Addie Timmersman. She's been left heartbroken. Now we started on it. It's not a laughing matter. Oh. I'm with Addie, right? The okay. zoo have taken the decision to ban her. Oh, and barred. this is why. Okay. So she has been spending the last four years visiting Cheetah. A 38-year-old chimpanzee. That's confusing. Yeah, it is. <laughs> What's confusing? Its name is Cheetah. Cheetah, maybe? Oh. <laughs> Should we go with that? <laughs> is it spelled like Cheetah? 
No. Okay. S H I T A. Shitta. Shitta. Shitta is a chimpanzee. He's 38 years old. He's there in the zoo. He's loving his life. Addy, fucking mad about him. Now, it's not all one way. Addy comes to the zoo, and this is the hard bit, I think, for Addy. It's just weekly. It's yeah. not like she's there every goddamn day. Anyway, she's there in the zoo weekly, stuffed against the glass, blowing kisses to Chitta. Chitta's blowing kisses back. He's stuck to the window. She's stuck to the <laughs> other side. And it's love. It's fucking love. And she's devastated, right? So the zoo say, Antwerp Zoo. What do you say? I'm making kind of a love, but, but it's over now. Can't believe you're leaning out from Chitta. Shit is fine. She, but the, here, I want to lean into Addie because okay. I want us to feel her pain because okay. she's in physical pain. Yeah, of course. Her heart's broken. Her heart is... So the bosses of the zoo were like, look, this unlikely friendship must end. <laughs> and this it's heartwarming and unlikely friendship must be stopped. It's ending now. And all I can think of is my mind is that Addie's obviously going in and not leaving room for anyone else to see Chitta. Shitta. It's one person. Well, Once a week, it. up against a thing, yeah, shifting a chimpanzee. Exactly. Letter. Who's she harming? Shifting shitty. Yes. Yeah. Look, she's devastated. The zoo are like, look, the problem is here that Shitta has been completely outcast by the rest of the chimps in the zoo. Jealous. Perhaps. <laughs> but the zoo are saying it's because everyone said, the other chimps are like, Shitta, you goddamn loser. The humans are the enemy. Get over here with us now and stop sucking face with that octogenarian. So <laughs> this is just this is just an upcoming Disney version of Avatar. <laughs> Perhaps it is. Look, Addy says she's interviewed very upset. She's very upset. She's crying. She's dabbing her eye with the, with the napkin. Yeah. And she's very upset. And she's interviewed oh. outside the zoo. And she is fucking upset. And she said, I love that animal. And he loves me. I haven't got anything else. Why do they want to take that away? I like it's absolutely dreadful. So the zoo are just, they fucked her out and they said, that's enough. And uh, they said, an animal that is too focused on people is less respected by his peers. We want Shitta to be a chimpanzee as much as possible. Well, of course, well, he is, is she's not changing the individual, whatever. Outside of visiting hours at the zoo, he has to manage 15 hours a day in his group. And we want to give him a chance to be happy. So obviously what's happening is Addie's going in, doing the suck face and then she's going once a week gone mm. and then all that time alone with the rest of the chimp guys shit is getting shit on this is very unusual what is she doing at that glass that they are like, she's got her titties she's pressed got her t- yeah. <laughs> is she like doing a bit of gra- frottage perhaps perhaps and maybe that's what they're not saying because it does feel like why it feels way too harsh yeah once definitely. a week visit get over it let her at it. And presumably she's a paying patron. She's not just... And this, here's the thing, right? Shit is 38. Chimps live till they're 40 max. He's got two years of life left. And he's going to be heartbroken. Exactly. In a genuine way. The whole thing is, I feel like we're not... They're, they're not telling us something. And I think it might be the tits pressed against glass. I would say maybe even further south. This could be labia on right, glass could. Now, situation. Could, now this could, but not yeah. Do you think proven. it's glass or? It's, it's that perspex. perspex. Many, many layers deep. Uh, they just blew kisses and waved going to um, your one. Like, I believe her. I, I believe her. You do. She's very upset, lads. We need to make this fixed. 
We this should... is the kind of thing now that you get into and you start a petition. The, I and isn't didn't you give money to the guy with no hands? I did, yeah. Turned out to not be. That was a fake thing in the yeah. end. Now, what I could do is contact her and say, "Would do you need help, or do you want this to disappear?" Obviously, if she's doing the interviews. She needs. She wants to be helped. Helped. I mean, what helped do we as do in for her? Reunited. Why don't you tell her all your other chimp stories? I could turn her off the idea. That's, that's it. it. That I could be it. I'll write like a letter. Like the one you told on the live that's up on the oh. Patreon. Oh. Now. Because oh. it went, it's going up on Thursday in the future, but it, by this going out, it'll when be this there comes already. out, that would be up. That live show was fucking brilliant. It's fantastic. So it's worth signing up for the Patreon for that as well as it's, the hundred hours of other. going up on Thursday at 8am because it's already scheduled. Oh! It's already there. Orgasmic. It's already Amazing. gone. Amazing. She is all over it. Well, like there was no Addie edits in it because it was public. Shitty. And it was gorgeous. Well, that's the end of the Creep, Creep of the Week and it's Antwerp Zoo. Okay, I'm, I'm with Addie on that. Yeah, me too. I'm with it. I'm with it. It's just cruel. And now here we are sort of suggesting there's frottage. They're making a fool of her. What? Chimps share like 97 point something percent of our DNA. To fall in love with a chimp is very okay. Human. It's very, very human. human. It's very understandable. Yes. And should you wish to, to fall in love with a bonobo and they do like ultimate sex riding, maybe you could get involved there. And that feel would... My, uh, no. And again, I've, I'm, I'm heading down this road again. And do you remember I got that email about the... The dolphin. Yeah. Of course. Maybe I should hold my jets <laughs> do you know what I feel cool like we're so at this moment we're so steeped in kind of meta self-referential commentary here that like no, no one, one knows. knows what this is about okay an old story about a, a scientist lady scientist who was studying she was trying to teach dolphins to talk and she was getting sort of places but then they built her a home which was effectively the downstairs was a pool that the dolphin lived in and she lived upstairs but didn't she spend a quite a lot of time wanking off the dolphin because in order to get him to get his head out of to talk the sex <laughs> she needed to just clear the decks and get him focused get him focused and then I don't remember what happened with that anyway, anyway someone got in touch giving out and this what was the giving out about that that that, that it's assault of an animal she, yes the the writer said that the animal was consenting could have yeah, consented but I don't think Unless she was very successful in getting that dolphin to talk. <laughs> I don't think Impossible we can know. to confirm. I have a very predictable creep of the week, but I just was like enjoying this and thought I'd bring it to us all. Daily Mail. I um, love to hear it. Uh, creep of every week. Why was I there? Um, somebody sent me something for work and I then the sidebar got me and I got funneled into a sidebar. And it's just the most amazing work of... Um, Poor prick on the digital desk being given an Instagram post and, and been like, story make out a it. piece out of that. Oh, very difficult. <laughs> very difficult. And like, you know, the way the Daily Mail will like re-say and then de-say and then re-say again, the yeah. thing that appears in the Instagram post. It's very that. I'm just loving it. It's about Rebel, Rebel, Rebel. Rebel Wilson. Oh, yes. Um, <clears throat> Body transformation. Uh, Headline, let's go Saturday. 
Rebel Wilson sends temperature soaring <laughs> as she showcases her 60 pound weight loss in a sizzling gym wear mirror selfie. That's the whole headline. I mean, they're already. That's a very he's long. word count. Exactly. That's okay. the story. <laughs> the no? writing is so good. Like, I genuinely feel like Callum Wells is trolling his own employers here. Rebel Wilson looked nothing short of sensational as she took to her Instagram story on Saturday to share a sizzling mirror selfie which showcased her 60 pound weight loss. Do you see what he did there? He just reversed a sentence that he'd included in the headline. The 41 year old beauty went barefoot to don a black sports bra and legging ensemble which showcased her toned waist. I mean, can you go barefoot to don something? It's very, it's debatable. Wait for it. Pouting up a storm <laughs> towards her reflection. The Aussie actress had styled her gorgeous blonde tresses into a side part. <laughs> which bounced over her shoulders. If this is this. Do you know what this is? This is for the blind. I love, okay, there's a caption on the, do you want to see the mirror selfie or do you prefer to like really let I it prefer. work up in your head? I okay. don't think I need to see it. It's Here's there. a caption that they put the picture with. Jaw dropping. <laughs> Rebel Wilson, temperature soaring as she showcased they're repeating it. Um, SEO. I wouldn't, in yeah. case anyone is like temperature soaring. <laughs> I know, and the reporters are for climate change information. Off. They're going to be greeted with this article. <laughs> it's climate chaos, <laughs> and Rebel <laughs> Wilson is sending temperature soaring. <laughs> it goes on to say, clearly pumped for her gym session. The Pitch Perfect star captioned her snap. Quote, let's go Saturday, while displaying the impressive fruits of her labor. <laughs> it's not right. Oh my it's god. Abs- it's a work of genius. It's though. a work no, of fucking To say genius. absolutely nothing and, and yet say everything at the same time. It's a little bit of everything all, all of the time. time. <laughs> it is indeed. It's so good. Um, I just really enjoyed Sorry, I just really Thank enjoyed you for that. That was a hearty smiley I have to show you just the incredibly normcore picture that they're right, talking about. Are you ready to for be what underwhelmed? Scent temperature <laughs> soaring. I want to see the side parting. Jaw then- dropping. <laughs> I ah, hear. Uh, I mean, nothing at all. Pouting up, up to. a storm. She's, yeah, it's absolutely not what he described. It's literally like. Imagine you were getting your a eyes pair done, of and you were just leggings. listening to this. You're like, Jesus! Of all the things I can't wait to do when my sight returns, is to have a look at that fucking photograph. I've been thinking about it for weeks, and then this is what greets you. Sizzling, sent Jim mirror selfie. I mean, for starters, inaccurate. It's not a gym mirror selfie. Fucking at all, Callum. She appears to be in a bedroom. Yeah, get it right. Just preparing to go to the gym, perhaps, or maybe even not. She's wearing a pair of leggings and this, like, tank top that just looks like... A tank top. It just looks very much like she pulled it out of the basket, gave it a smell and put it back on. Like, Fine, yeah. It's a perfectly it's grand, grand, acceptable tank top. She but didn't let's ask for this. not pretend that it is anything more than jaw-dropping. Jaw I really just want to repeat, the 41-year-old beauty went barefoot to Dawn. don a sports brand legging ensemble. <laughs> 
It's like when Joey writes the letter. Callum, Callum, whoever you are, I fucking love you, Callum. Thank you. Please keep doing the good work you're doing. Because I do think, look, this poor prick has been forced to write some kind of weight loss it's transformation piece. Yeah. And he's like, well, I'm going to fuck with you then. Yeah. I'm going to fuck with this medium. I'm going to fuck. It's Trojan horsing it. It is. So he's I'm not succeeded. him. Thank you for that, lol. Oh, very good. Very, very Well, okay. what do we have on this fine evening? Right. It's probably mm. the end of the episode. I'd say now we've there. got eight minutes left to okay. fill. Let's squeeze some stuff in. Right. I, I have a story that is happy in a sad thing. It's like a hidden history, and I'll tell you for why I want to tell this story, right? So, okay. So, in Afghanistan at the moment, I'm not going to get into, we all know Afghanistan is very, very bad, but it is particularly bad for LGBT people because they're just going to be like, fucked. They're just, it's not even fucked. They're just, they're, the reports are saying if they're found, they'll be killed on the spot. So it is horrific, right? Absolutely horrific. Just always bringing us right down. Right down from the happiness of temperatures soaring to right down here. I want to talk about this, not in Afghanistan. I'm going to tell you a different story, but I want to talk about it. You just told us that. Because this is what's inspired it. And this is the reason is because when we're all focusing on Afghanistan, all of these stories about LGBT people are like the sidebar. And we're not, we're so focused on everything else that's going on that like, it's never properly addressed. And LGBT history is something that like the LGBT community just have to piece together themselves because it's not in history books Mm -hmm. because the history books are put together by conservative, cis, straight, white men. I did one of the episodes for the, the Hive on this doctor and he was the first doctor to really examine inter uh, any uh, trans uh, sexuality all of this stuff and it was just pre-world war Two, and uh, he was a gay man himself and he had reams of uh, research he had um n- not only that but he also had he set up a whole foundry he had members of the community he was treating people there was enormous amounts of valuable research there and the fucking nazis not only burnt his building burnt all his research burnt his published books and found uh, names and addresses of the individuals he was, de- he w- patients of his and people who were working on his teams and killed them yeah. as well. So there's a huge wealth of There's a huge, gone. and there's a, there's a huge, um, there's a huge history in how we came to where we are today in terms of like general equality and like women's rights and everything else. And so much of it is informed by LGBT people and the queer community and the work that they have been doing silently through the ages that is just you have to just do the work and get it you know get you you'll never find it an Irish history book that will have the first Irish pride in it no that will talk about the the way that our um the the you know the, the, the whole marriage equality referendum came from the denial of Catherine Zapone and Anne Louise Gilligan's you know marriage that they failed to recognize it and that's what spurred on the high court case and where we got to and even when you look at the likes of you know Alva Smith who was so prominent in fighting to repeal the Eighth Amendment like she's a gay woman <clears throat> and a lot of the people who informed that referendum and a lot of the campaigners who up front learned their skills and honed their skills because they were LGBT activists in the past so like there is so much that we have to there's so there's just just so much prominence we have to give to these people 
and then there's stories that we have to tell but there's happy stories in it and there's stories that never make it into mainstream and there's stories that never make it into the history books and I want to tell you about a time in New York when foster parents and um social welfare or social workers services and social workers um illegally paired gay children with gay foster parents and it was the thing that spurred on um marriage yes. equality and marriage acceptance for gay families you could better go ahead and fucking tell us yeah it's a fascinating story so a lot of this research comes from American publications, the New York Times, the New Yorker have done loads of stuff in this. But basically it's a it's about in the 70s, the different states in America were simultaneously doing this practice and then how it became sort of uncovered and what happened after it was uncovered. So it, the story really, um, one journalist whose piece I read uh, focused in on this guy called Don Ward. So Don Ward yeah. uh, was born in Seattle in the 1960s and his parents uh, were getting divorced and obviously he was one of three kids parents were getting divorced custody battle went to the courts his mother won over custody right but his parents couldn't be under the same roof really like awful not happy with each other um so when he was going through all these court battles there was fighting for him they really wanted custody and they wanted to keep him or is it fraser versus fraser Kramer versus Kramer. Um, so uh, Don Ward's mother eventually won custody of Don and his two brothers. Um, but when they were at a final battle in the courts, a, an, a, a friend, a friend of the family inadvertently outed Don to the family. Oh. And that's when it changed. And his parents were like, oh, we don't want him anymore. So he got put into the... Um, he got put into the foster care the system. The kid. Yeah. What age was he? So he was um, just shy of 15 or 16. But that age, right? And uh, the state of Washington didn't know how to handle an openly gay teenager. The Department of Social and Health Services tried sending Don to an all-male group home run by Pentecostals. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Who are committed to exercising the demon of homosexuality out of them. Um, Don didn't get on with his roommates so the state placed him with a religious couple who gave him a basement room that had only three walls a lack of privacy um, and they said that that was to keep his homosexuality in check so Ward left that home six months later after a fight with a foster mom about chores then he was placed with a childless married couple who seemed perfect and adopt, accepted his sexuality but within a few months began to physically abuse him oh my god so um 
Every time he tried to call his birth father, his uh, father would hang up the phone. Uh, he did speak with his mother from time to time, um, but she wasn't interested in, in raising him or being like they had. He, he said Don had said that it, as he was growing up as a young teenager, he had his parents had just spouted like awful, awful homophobia and homophobic um, things like incredible oh, that he had the strength to be out yeah himself at that age yeah and i think that he so he um he talks about like this is a classic kind of story of of sort of growing up gay in the 60s and 70s that like he you know he would look at catalogs and um you know the Sears catalog and all these kind of like home order stuff that he realized he was gay when he was mm. looking at the men's underwear section and stuff like that right but really <laughs> i just thought you meant like tableware and yeah. stuff like that <laughs> He was like, I just have such a penchant for silverware. Right. <laughs> I must be a me of David Sedaris, like writing about, he was like a really fastidious young kid. And like, that, that was how he's written about how that's how his mom knew, I think, that he was obsessed with like table settings. His and, interest like, in homeware. <laughs> yes. Yeah. From a young age. It was when I started asking for drills and power tools. Like, it's just so... <laughs> you do a bit of whittling, in fairness. I mean, I do like a bit of DIY, but you like, do. there's some cliches that don't right. stand up. <laughs> you know? The gay agenda is all the women are given a drill and the men are given, you know, whatever, silverware and table settings. It's beautiful. You should come to us for a craft fair. Um, so he was in the system, right? And when he started, when he was in the system, obviously having a terrible time, he started visiting the Seattle Counseling Service, which had been established to assist young homosexuals in meeting their personal medical and social problems. So there he met a man called Randy, a volunteer counselor with um, a distaste for gender conventions. Mm. So um, Don describes him as wearing red lipstick and combat boots. Um, Randy isn't his real name because he didn't want to be revealed because obviously that, that hangover of fear persists to this day for a lot of people who would have grown up gay in the 60s and 70s. Um, so Randy had a close friend, Robert, who was a straight passing gay man, which, you know, very typical... Obviously, there's no such th- now we don't have the language to describe, but before there was an awful provision being gay and seeming straight. OK, you, you can appear straight passing and they didn't face as much discrimination right, because they yeah. weren't, you know, the, the people like Randy and I'm guessing with Don as well, where there was something physical about them that people would point out and be like, you're Some gay. tell. Yeah, I mean, for Randy, it was probably the lipstick. But for Don, there must there was maybe something effeminate men were a often t-shirt called out. with a slogan. Mm. Yeah. I am gay. Yeah, Dead that giveaway. would be it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Walking around with your serious catalogue. Could be. Open permanently on the men's underwear <laughs> section. Sticky with the comb would be... <laughs> Would be a tell. very unlike you. Sorry to be so uncouth. It's sometimes it's your influence, I and I just so. try and fit in with the gang. I think and you're trying you're to be like, cool. Oh, that's not right. Why it just can, doesn't why feel can right. You say it. I don't know. It's not right. Do you feel uncomfortable like I yeah. do? Yeah, maybe. Is this how you feel all the a time? A lot. I'm sorry. A lot. We get paid to do this. Okay. Um, so <laughs> I'm the most comfortable for some reason. Oh. Sophie's in her and knitting over there. Um, <laughs> I'm calm. Oh, here we go. So uh, Robert was in his 20s and irreverent. Um, He was irreverent? No, No, irreverent. irreverent. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And he was on good terms with local church leaders until the spring of 1972 when he came out. So Mm. a member of the uh, church told a local newspaper, it's enough to gag a maggot. Um, Um, 
Yeah, so they what? were just all shocked, like, you know, like shocked okay. and like appalled and whatever, blah, 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 blah. So Robert then moved to a, a metropolitan community church, a network of gay-friendly churches that was founded in 1968, and he became prominent in the Seattle gay rights movement. So in May 1973, Don, Robert, and 100 activists picketed the home of Seattle's police chief. The Seattle Police Department had been arresting queer men for months. Are homosexuals revolting? You bet your sweet ass we are, said one of the signs at the protest. Very good. Um, nice. So Don was wearing a hot pink button-up shirt and six-inch platform heels. And, um, and he, the Sears catalogue. And the Sears catalogue and some purple lipstick. And when he looked up, there was news cameras and reporters oh. focused in on him. And they asked him a question and uh, he answered it and accidentally outed himself to the nation. So he Gosh. was then a very openly gay student at his high school, but he had to transfer because of his death threats. Jesus. So later on in his third foster home, a uh, third foster home in three years, again, after his public outing, that became abusive. So each like home hadn't worked out and his social worker and a woman named Marion had to um, help Don start again. So Don was open God, about so what he's he, like really barely been raised at all. Like yeah, he must be nearly 18 now, is he? He's nearly 18, but he's Jesus. been he's been rejected by his birth parents. First of all, going through a tricky divorce, which is like absolutely fine. But like fighting parents is not a great example in the courts to set for a child then he's rejected by them that is unbelievable yeah, yeah at 15 at like, 15 then I'll... he's abused physically and all because of his sexuality you know it's it's heartbreaking um so marion was is working close with don and marion seems to be like this angel who just gets him and supports the work he's doing and supports his protesting and um when don mentioned that he was like attending these protests with robert um marion was like let's go meet robert so they went and they met robert in a hospital cafeteria across from his church then she was like robert what do you think of becoming a foster parent <gasps> and um basically what was the age gap again between robert and don so he's in his He's an adult, so he's a friend of Randy, the counsellor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Don is is a teen. So he's he's a, you know, Robert is um, the reverend who's working, who's come out, who's now created that community for himself around uh, gay friendly churches. Yeah. So as an adult, obviously, you can find communities and you can find spaces that you go to. I don't know how they did it in the 60s and 70s and we didn't have the Internet. Mm. But like to be able to have that independence and I suppose security that he was working probably had money he could travel and find his community and was yeah, able yeah, to connect sure. in with with churches and also welcomed into the churches because he's a reverend so he has that commonality to bring him in there but for someone like Don who's a teenager who has very little foundations no money presumably it's much what harder for have? them to find a community mm-hmm. um so Marion asked Robert if she if he would like to become a foster parent. And she reveals that for several years, the state of Washington had been discreetly placing gay adolescents in gay homes. Yeah. Many of the teenagers had, like Don, been kicked out of one foster home after another. 
A Seattle organization called Youth Advocates was founded in 1970 and successfully placed 15 queer adolescents with queer foster parents. Seattle seems generally very enlightened. Doesn't it? It seems like a really fucking cool place. Yeah, yeah. They seem to be on a different buzz to the rest of the States. No shade to the rest of the States. Yeah, I mean, I'd really like to... uh, Whenever I'm listening to someone like on a podcast who I'm like, I really really like this person. Mm. They're from Seattle. Or... Portland, which I think well, is nearby, and do you I know am really why specifically thinking of Aubrey specifically, Gordon's face. So that's like one. But person. specifically with your podcast, iHeartRadio is based in Seattle, and they do ah, great shows. So ah. that's where you get like loads of really. But it is a really like a, a popular city for podcasting. Just yeah, FYI. Um, we should go and there. We should open up the Seattle office. Alternative scene in like kind of gay social circles in the states. It was big because after San Francisco, kind of like exploded and then kind of was in ruins really after the AIDS epidemic really kicked off. Seattle became like a real kind of haven. Yeah. For loads of people actually. Yeah. So, th- so. very interesting. So that's where we live. Yeah. So the Youth Advocates um organization was uh, privately run um, but all of its placements were state sanctions. This is one of the big things with fostering that it, it, it's generally um the kind of Department of Health or whatever, they go into the official government organization and their um, their placements are funded by the government. Now, to this day in the US, there are still certain states that will not allow foster children to be placed with um, gay Same foster sex. parents. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of states, they will not allow um, children to be placed, placed with transgender foster parents. So even in the states where they permit same-sex fostering, they might not permit they transgender. They don't extend that to the... Yeah, okay, so... Jesus. And obviously, Trump had a fuckload to do Field with it. Day. So, Obama, before the end of his administration, he basically said that any organization that rejects same-sex fostering or transgender parents uh, would not receive government funding. Trump came in and was like, ah, oh, that's fine, and undid all of that. So, just <clears> before <throat> Trump left, he undid it. So, as far as I'm aware, Biden is still trying to enforce that... God. ...sort of... Um, Ruling. Like, so the there can be discrimination. Like, why did he have to dick around? Because Trump that? is a homophobic bastard. bastard. Mm. He really is, and he's he's uh, he's he's not even like just just there's no there's nothing good about Trump. Like his vision for a good world is not like it's unfathomable mm. to to the likes of us. Like it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. There is no. It no does. Such- like it, he has this vision, and it serves like a tiny sliver of society, the sliver of society that, that he, look identical to him. Yeah, and he deems important. Like just rich, keep rich people rich. Do you know what I mean? That's it. Like that is yeah. his, his worldview, and that's what he was like. You know, all of his policies seemed engineered towards that. Really, didn't it? Just to keep just conservative, oppressive. Yeah, mm-hmm. keep everything as it is, so that um he can continue to triumph. Um, so the organization used to run ads in gay newspapers. With a little poem. What did the poem say? It said, don't matter if you're straight or gay, all you need to get a start is an empty room and an honest heart. Oh. There you go. And that was to advertise to potential foster parents? Or? That was to that was to recruit foster parents. Okay. So, um, and although Seattle weren't aware of it, other states had also began matching queer children with queer foster oh. parents. So a year before Marion had um, brought Robert on, a gay social worker in Chicago named David had piloted a similar experiment. 
Um, he said that he licensed three queer foster families, including a gay man and a lesbian woman who were married to each other. Perfect. The couple took in a child whom um, David described as virtually unplaceable in a traditional foster home due to his routine practice of transvestism. Mm. Can't use the word transvestite anymore. They are transgender people. Um, and he had several emotional problems because of probably because of fucking rejection by society. Yeah. So um, the couple took him in and they said at the time, aren't the world raising enough straight people already? And I hear here, I agree. <laughs> it did us no good. <laughs> and it, was that a successful That was a successful placement. Okay, so good. that was a successful placement. I gotta go I can go into a little bit more about um that placement. The the child's name was Vera. And um, Vera was it was felt that Vera was best placed in a gay home. Vera had been shuttled in and out of a series of unsupported foster homes. And people just couldn't understand a trans kid in the 70s. Um, So it's fucking brutal, isn't it? Yeah, it was gay. uh, A woman called Karen Hagberg was living with her partner, Kate Durow, um, and a group of lesbian friends in an old Victorian house. So they eventually decided to take in early creeps. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They oh, sorry. Vera is a different Vera is a different trans child. Okay. Um, So they took in another trans child as well. Uh, And this was all supported by a movement called the Gay Liberation Front, a decentralized activist organization that was formed after the Stonewall riots. We owe a lot to the Gay Liberation Front. Um, So they and and they they at the time you know and even in hindsight talking about it they said you know it wasn't we weren't doing things that were groundbreaking do you know it was just it's natural to want to care for someone and take somebody in and to um you know care for somebody so Karen and her partner Kate got official foster parents licenses along with the county subsidy for food, clothes, medical expenses. Um, When they were filling out the forms and it said husband and wife, they crossed them out and they said love us. (laughs) Um, So at the time, a lot of places, including in New York State, homosexuality was still criminalized. And you bear in mind, it was still criminalized in Ireland in 1993. I'm just trying to see it from the foster, uh, from the social worker's perspective as well. The kids were getting they were continuously getting landed back with the same kids. So rather than it be sort of this forward-thinking act of generosity and kindness and on behalf of some of the social workers, I'm sure there was an element of just fucking get rid of these kids. And But maybe, do you know what I mean? So maybe that sort of pushed it into this situation where something good came of it. But... I guess you're saying it's decentralised. There was no sort of one individual or a couple of individuals across state lines sort of communicating with each other. This was all under the radar. Um, I think it was all under the radar because it it requires so many moving parts to make it work. So first of all, you have to find the advocates in the work, the social workers who are willing to do it. So they're very forward thinking people in the 70s, the allies who were who like the Marians who were placing these kids with queer families Mm -hmm. in certain places it is closeted gay people who are working in social services who are helping Mm. um but I think the risk and in in one situation it is uh, it's outed for want of a better term that they're doing this and it breaks in this new big massive story terrible things terrible well just the local sort of government are like this is awful and blah 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 and it puts it into public debate but it is because of this it is because of these placements so determining how many placements that actually happened in the 70s 
in any of the states in America is really difficult because they didn't have the records for the families. Either they it looked like it was a single person or like in the case where it was a, you know, a gay man marrying a lesbian woman. They didn't, they don't have the data that shows that the, how many they placed because they weren't they keeping keep, track of it they and they could, were trying to keep it under exactly. the radar. Mm. So it is, um, but it, it it is, these placements have been credited with how we learned about queer families and how we learned to better support queer teenagers and the kind of, it informed a lot that we still know about just alternative families. Do yeah. the individuals it kind of who are- like was the first breaking of that cycle of like queer kids ha- like having to kind of like be accept quote unquote accepted or rejected by their their straight parents who were scared of slash didn't understand slash bigoted and instead then it was like allowing an actual like a rapport between generations that hadn't existed yet do you know that kind of way like so whoever the foster parents were in like the queer families they had never received that kind of support this was the first generation that was going to actually have this kind of intergenerational relationship yeah where Mm. they get to kind of pass down knowledge Exactly. actually have in some like you know actual have understanding of each other's experience like yeah it's amazing what an incredible watershed moment yeah um so uh, and it's interesting to have these the, like um testimony from the people like karen and kate and randy and robert talking about becoming parents and mm. what that meant and how it was a lot harder because they didn't necessarily have the support. They also had a lot of advocacy work and activist work that they were doing, especially Kate and Karen. So they they openly said that they struggled to be good parents. And um, when they weren't working, they were attending protests and demonstrations. Both women were cisgender and possessed only a basic understanding of what it meant to be trans. But they at least helped Vera find her community of people. And they have this beautiful story of coming home one day and finding Vera in this old Victorian house with all these lesbians hosting a tea party and saying that she was the happiest when she was with those peers. So in early 1974, the Washington State Department of Social and Health Services floated a policy that would have banned foster parents who have severe problems in their sexual orientation. The Action Childcare Coalition, a group fighting for state-sponsored childcare and justice for poor minority and working women, mobilized a response. 500 people attended a public feedback session in that spring and most of the people who voiced their opinions that day opposed the policy. So Mary Morrison, who was the head of the coalition, called the new regulations an assault on gay people and women. A handful of queer activists, including um, Randy and Robert and Don, spoke up. So when one couple declared their support for banning gay foster parents, insisting there was no place in the foster care program for lesbians and homos or their sordid and sinful ways of life, they were met with boos and cackles. A few months later, the state announced that it would drop the phrase severe problems in their sexual identification from its proposal. The change, the fact that they considered the change was unusual. Up to that point, the rejection of gay foster parents was an implicit policy. There were no formal rules okay so because it was simply assumed that queer people could not be fit parents in the 1974 paper michael chernoff a gay psychotherapist attributed the vacant policy around gay foster parents to a lack of imagination so five years later in june 1979 the new york times reported on an openly gay minister named john cuniper from new from catskill new york who adopted a 13 year old boy 
like Robert, um, uh, John was affiliated with the Metropolitan Community Church. So after several psychological evaluations and a report from a social worker, a family court judge had permitted the adoption. The Reverend is providing a good home. The boy loves his adoptive father and wants to be with him. Who knows in this world of ours, the judge said. Daniel Rivers, the historian, described John as the first openly gay man or lesbian to publicly adopt a child in the United States. Yeah, so um, basically this, there's loads of nice stories. One of the things, the kind of um, turning points in this history was... um, the Division of Family, Youth and Family Services received a call from the Trenton Times. So basically there was this reporter working in the Trenton Times. His girlfriend had volunteered at the Division of Youth and Family Services, had heard about them discreetly placing queer children and queer families. The reporter was like, this is news. And so he called the director of the Division of Youth and Family Services and was like, I hear you're um, placing gay kids with gay families. Um and Manchel, the, the director, uh, was like, I didn't really know what to say. And I had to, it wasn't that I was cooperating, but I just didn't really know the um, the facts. So Manchel called her deputy and the two began investigating. Piece by piece, the story came to light. Since the early 70s, a loose network of New Jersey social workers had arranged for older gay and trans foster kids, usually aged 13 to 18, to be placed in gay foster homes. Although various members of the department knew about this, all agreed to keep it secret. The Trenton Times officially broke a story called NJ officials find gay foster parents for gay teenagers. And uh, two days later, the members of the state assembly's health and welfare committee called for a meeting. One member of the committee was like, this is disgusting. I'm shocked. Um, And a month after the article was published, Mansell's office circulated a policy document intended to just downplay the placement, the placements. So they weren't um, they weren't banning it. They were just like, stop talking about it. But the news was out there. So it was it became known of. But at least they responded appropriately. They just they created a document and said it was a sensitive problem and that, you know, it was a, a rare thing that they were going to place them with gay foster parents, but they were going to continue doing it. Um, so and that was 70 that was 70 that was mid 70s and then we kind of that continues so they keep it under the radar for a while people are knowing about it so by the in 1982 New York in, introduced their first adoption non-discrimination policy towards homosexual parents so breakthrough made possible by the quiet radical acts of a few social workers and gay foster parents wow. in the late 60s and early 70s across the state. Well now, Fair would you balls. look at that? Yeah. Thanks, Cass. There you go. More of that. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. That's a whole section of history that exists. And- it's such a small piece of history that informed something massive that we should know. Definitely we should know. I wonder, like, what's the current policy in Ireland? The current policy of Ireland is... is um, same-sex parents and transgender parents can can foster children. They're not there's no discrimination. Anything. There's, no, there's okay. no there's there is. I mean, it's it's probably harder. But um, as far as it, my, my my mother works in a fostering uh, agency and um, fostering for Starland Avenue. If anyone is considering um, fostering some children, they always have more children than they have foster parents. Okay. So uh, right. they're always looking for foster parents. 
I just yeah. couldn't do it. Like I couldn't inflict me on somebody else. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like that's genuinely my worry. Yeah, you're like, oh God. Like I feel the same about my biological children. Like I pity them too. Um, Jesus. Well no, my head's spinning. Thanks but for that. But there is then still, there's a gap in Irish law about uh, assisted reproduction. Now, I don't know all the facts. Listen, you know, go follow Renee Von Medding, who's very good on this and um, equality for children. But there is there is murkiness now. Yeah, I mean, we, it's not specifically against LGBTQ plus families. It's anyone who uses a surrogate. But it's surrogacy laws like abroad, which are access dominantly affecting exactly queer families. Disproportionately yeah. affects queer families. So there is loads of work that has to be done. I mean, there's loads of legislation and support that has to be brought brought in around surrogacy and um, IVF and help there. But we do have finally um, reciprocal IVF, which was one of the probably most obvious gaps in when it comes to building queer families, which is for two women to be able to blend their egg. Well, you take the egg from one woman and it's implanted in another. So I think blending eggs Probably no. would be a no-no. <laughs> like scramble. Just cracking the yes. two in. Scrambling them. Make a tomlet. We take the bone. Craig's yeah. Successions back. Next month. You take the bone marrow from a few virgins. You mix it with the two lesbian eggs. And boom. Bing, you bang, get bang. Yeah, you know, that's how they're doing it. Then you get a yeah. Do you know that's how they're doing it? Yeah. It must be stopped. Yeah. Gag a maggot there. <laughs> Jesus. It's wonderful. Thanks, anyway, guys. My Brilliant. favorite part of that whole story is weren't we raising enough straight kids already? And <laughs> that's true. Yeah. More queers, hurry up. And please. drag queens. And sure. And drag kings. Why ever not? Is this the end of the episode? Yeah, it's look, happening. it's been an hour and there's nothing you can say. Just let sit with the gays. Just sit, sit with, with the, the gays. gays. Think about the think about some gay history. Just stuff it into you. Yeah. And while you're there, you'll get more of that. And plenty other things on the Creep Dive Patreon. Why not think about signing up or tell your friends? Do. Share a link. Tell your WhatsApp group. Thanks all. Tell your local Victorian house full of lesbians. (laughs) Oh, the dream. The actual fucking dream. It's Dublin 8. (laughs) No room to improve over there. That is the dream. Do you know, there's probably too many power tools. (laughs) (laughs) Adios. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.